Good evening, girls and boys, and thank you for tuning into Scrubs Off, our podcast featuring two healthcare professionals chiming in on current events in our career and the world at large. This is not professional advice. All right. My voice sounds super fucking gay, by the way. Like, I don't know what it is, but every time I play it back, it sounds gayer. Yeah. I've actually been told that my voice, like, when recorded or in a video, I sound very, like, monotone, uh, like, I'm, like I'm a robot, actually. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that vibe, actually. I get it now as I'm talking to you. On the... <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. Oh, actually, <laughs> you know what's funny? So, we we just got this new, um, we just got this new manager, right? And uh, I like him. He's great. Uh, I feel like you can't go wrong with with a guy manager. They're less uh, less prone to giving you, uh, how should I say, uh, attitude. <laughs> mm, mm. Less finicky, also maybe. Yeah. So he's chill. I like him. Um, he's a cool guy. And the, the only the only I would say like issue, and funny thing is because one of my co-workers and he's my friend and we also go to school together so you know we hang out a lot he, he's another nurse on the other unit and one thing that we realize is he's he's so robotic this new manager right so we were just saying he's like he's the perfect manager for for this the c the cno right uh so we, we actually named him the uh the jared 2.0 <laughs> Jared. Who's Jared? So his name is Jared, but um, because he's very robotic, um, we came up with the name of Jared 2.0 for him. But is he like the improved version of himself? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It just, it was just something that came to be from... <laughs> like, for example, right? Like, I'll just give you an example. Like, I used to be, I used to go up and, like, hey, like, an old manager, right? Like, uh, by the way, like, you know, can I get a, can I get the day off, you know, three weeks from now? I have a lot of time accumulated and, you know, I got something to do. It used to be where it was just like, oh, yeah, uh, let me take a look. Oh, yeah, you have a lot of time in your bank. Uh, Don't worry about it. You know, we're fine. We should be fine. And, you know, I just get the day off. Now, you know, I, I'm like, hey, uh, Jared, you think I could get the day off, you know, a couple of weeks from now? I have a lot of time in my personal time and everything. You know, and it's more like, like, you know, processing requests, uh, analyzing <laughs> staffing ratios for that date, uh, access, uh, you know, day off denied, you know, I, I, like he's so robotic with it, like. Like he he he's he actually goes to check what the staffing ratios are for other fucking floors that aren't even ours. So it's like, why? It's like, What's the point of that? Is, is he is he a defunct robot? Because that's not like a is that's not even relevant, is it? Well, that's what we were saying. That I, it's almost like like the CNO, right? The CNO is like the boss, like uh, chief nursing officer. It's almost like the CNO has set his parameters, uh, you know, to include staffing for 
other units other than our own. Interesting. And, and it, I don't know, it, it's like that with everything, too. Like, like if you ask him anything, it, he gives you a very robotic kind of answer. Like, uh, like you know, oh, well, you know, what do you, you know, how how should we do this? Well, you know, have you referred to the policy and procedure? Let's take a look. Like, like that kind of thing, you know? Uh, he reminds me of that, uh, that, you know, that paperclip that used to show up on, uh, on word yeah yeah that, that offers you suggestions then so our our i think our um basically what we came to the conclusion of is he, he's like a new manager and i think he's just finding it that playing it safe means sticking to the rule book you know that makes sense yeah i guess you know we're just hoping that he'll find his own way Somehow, like, um, so you know, self aware, self aware robot. He, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're waiting for him to develop his AI. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. People tell me I'm always very robotic when I, uh, when we do these like mock interviews for residency. Uh, I, I don't know. I, in many ways, I think that's a good thing, but it, it seems like it doesn't come off as very um, human. So, yeah, but I mean, what do they expect? Don't they like drill you guys with like curriculums and and the curriculum itself is set up with like nonstop exams and you know memorize this textbook and you know regurgitate the whole information back. Like that's that's exactly how you make robots. <laughs> yeah, yes, exactly. And then, uh, but apparently, I don't know. You have to also seem personable and all these other kind of things. Oh, we're our program is set apart by other programs because we're you know we're like a family here. We're like a family. We care about each other. I'm like I don't I don't even understand what that means. I'm not looking for a family. I'm looking for. <laughs> For just a place to like work, <laughs> uh, so I don't know. Besides, my my family always yells at me, so I I, I don't really know like <laughs> if I want another one to yell at me. <laughs> well, I think that's just the uh, immigrant families in general. Um. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that is true, but it does get exhausting after a while. Yeah. Bro, remember how earlier we were talking about how crazy shit that Wait, happened? Say that, say that oh, again. Yeah, do you remember how earlier we were talking about all the crazy shit that happens in in New York? Like, uh, like the bumps pissing in the middle of the street, or yeah, I mean, or no, earlier we were talking about in in the car. We were talking about that uh, that poor uh, what they call Columbia uh, grad. Oh yes, 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 the guy yeah. that got shot. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I mean, it doesn't end. Cause did you hear about the that gunman that was standing outside the UN? What was when was this? I didn't hear about this one. Like literally yesterday. Dude, there's so much shit happening. It's hard to keep up. I did not hear about a UN, a United Nations gunman. Yeah. Well, all right. So he didn't actually shoot anyone. Luckily, but 
he he was literally holding like a shotgun uh standing outside of the UN and was holding some like medical papers in his hand like a folder or something and i don't th- i think he to be honest i didn't from what i read in the article it really sounded like this guy has like a psych issue because his only demand was to have his paper seen by somebody in the UN or something like that was he trying to what get the his medical bills covered or what the fuck is the <laughs> what's his point here i'm not sure but the the fun to me the funniest part is is uh when i saw the pictures quickly and I, like i was as i was quickly glancing and i saw the folder in his hand you're not going to believe this but i recognize that folder cuz that's the folder that we basically discharge pe- people from in the hospital <laughs> Oh, so he's a he's a patient of your hospital. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> oh so, man, I'm not I, surprised. I'm not so surprised about that. Yeah, I mean, he he had to, you know, he had to come from a hospital. And there's only a, a couple of them, I guess, in the city. That. Yeah, I know, but I feel like that's like a that's like something that like only. I don't even think doctors would 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 have uh, picked up on it because it's always nurses that uh you know we're like giving them you know their the final folder. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I definitely wouldn't be familiar with it. No. Yeah, bro. As soon as I saw that folder, I was like, "Who the fuck discharged this guy?" <laughs> <laughs> this guy should have been a straight uh direct admission to uh psych. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of, I mean, um, I remember when in my inpatient psych rotation, they uh, there was this uh, lady. I don't know. She she couldn't have been more than late twenties, maybe early thirties, and she she was in there for uh, trying to kill herself, right? So, and my attending told me that I should go and uh, get to know my patients. Or talk to people on the floor and explore whatever. I I was pretty much going in for radiology, so I this didn't really I don't give a shit about it. But he told me to do it, so I did. And I'm I'm talking to her, and uh, she was like, I'm telling her, you know, what, what are you in here for? She's like, oh, I'm suicidal. I'm trying to kill myself. I'm like, oh, it's horrible. <laughs> Why you try to do that? And she said that she she's like in debt. She had been. She went to like um, college, got her degree in like history or something, and then um, she couldn't find a job, so she went again four more years of school, got a second degree in uh, I think accounting or I don't know what. Well, that's, that's pretty good. Accounting's pretty good, actually. No, accounting, I guess. Yeah, but she but but she also went back a, a third time and got a third degree as well. Wait, so, what? Like, Hold on, wait. But what what happened to accounting? Like she didn't try to pursue it. But maybe okay. So maybe it was maybe it was history. Then it was English or something. And then I think accounting was her last degree. I think I messed up the order. So it was history. Uh, it was um uh some English or something else, and then. She went back a third time because she couldn't get jobs and she got accounting. And this was back when COVID was just about to hit. 
and she was working for a couple of months in accounting, ends up losing her job because of COVID, she says, and uh, she... Actually, no, she didn't lose her job. She was working in accounting. She hated her life. She says, I don't want to do this anymore. I am... She was like $200,000 in debt. And then she she was like, you know... I was just thinking about it. It's like, yeah, I definitely shouldn't have gotten that second degree. That was definitely a mistake. I think it was her English degree. And then she... Yeah, she tried to kill herself. She was living with her parents. Anyway, so they end up discharging her, right? She had been there for two weeks. She seemed to be improving. They discharge her. Two days later, she comes back again because she tried to. She was trying to hang herself. So uh, they definitely don't do. I think a, uh, you know, maybe they either don't do their due diligence or people just seem okay and then they just turn out to just be crazy as always and then uh, go back to their old ways. Yeah, I mean, I feel like ever since COVID, mental health has taken, that has just been, like, overlooked, no? I don't know. I think my mental health improved during COVID. (laughs) No, I mean, overall, (laughs) people have been paying less attention to mental health. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say for me because I'm, you know, I'm always locked inside and I just mind my own business, so I don't know what other people do. Like, this is great. My rotations were canceled. Stay home, play video games. It's fantastic. More time for gym. Yeah, I know, but I feel like it's all—it's all about, I guess, staying busy or active and stuff like that. Like, like I feel like gym is is what keeps you kind of sane, you know? Yes. And you know, for anyone else that doesn't, you know, work out all the time. Like, if you got quarantine or, like, during this lockdown or working from home, if you, like, literally wake up, just work work at home, and you're just home all the time, I don't know, I feel like... Yeah, but you can leave your house. You're You're not forced to stay in. You can do your work at home, then turn it off, and then walk outside, and problem solved. Yeah, I know, but I feel like it's too easy to just not, and then get stuck in this rut. Yeah, but then that's their fault. I don't. Know. I don't know who they're blaming for that. I mean, look, listen. If somebody told tells me right now, Iker, you can do the rest of your life working from home. Uh, that's not. That's. It's sure. It's easy to get stuck in a rut, but it's also very easy to do anything else after <laughs> your work is over. You can just, you know, walk outside. And I think. I think the problem was that this whole thing got so blown out of proportion in a way that uh, everyone was, you know, scared to even go outside at some point, right? I think they even had like, uh, did they have mandatory lockdowns in New York? I forget. I think at curfews after nine, right? Did they have that? Uh, yeah, they did have curfews, but I mean, we still got nothing to complain about because you know, there's there were there were countries where they really they were really like strict. Yeah, I mean, well, Australia still, yeah, I think going through it right now. Yeah, oh, like, did you hear about this thing in the, I think it was in the Philippines, where this guy violated some sort of COVID restriction, and they made him, like, in public do 300 bodyweight squats, or something like that, you know, which which is, you know, at first, you wouldn't think anything of it, right? They're just, like, bodyweight squats. But, um, you know, I mean, how much did he weigh, I guess? 
I, I don't know. That, that's a good question, but um. Anyway, bro, the guy died. Oh, what? They yeah. Did he, did he have COVID? No. So he didn't have COVID. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, did he die like during during the three hundred bodyweight squats? Uh, hold on. Let me let me look it up because I I read about it in a, a while let ago. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Uh, I'll, I'll, um, you, you're gonna pull it up. Philippines, uh, squats, COVID. Let's see what comes up. COVID rule Blaker dies after exercise punish- punishment. BBC yeah, News. That's the, yeah, that's the guy. Wait, it was it made it to ABC News? No, no, no. BBC News. <laughs> oh, BBC. Oh, what is that? The British? Yeah, the I, British? I, I think I like BBC better than the American ones anyway. So, Filipino man found breaking quarantine rules. Has died after being made to do 300 squat-like exercises by police as punishment. Uh, a name that I can't pronounce was allegedly stopped by officers while buying water after um, 6 p.m. local time in Cavite province on Thursday. He collapsed the following day and later died. Probably some rhabdo, right? Yeah. So the same thing I was thinking. Um, this has got to be somebody who. You know, leads a very sedentary life, never really works out, yeah. and literally, you know, rhabdo. Um, yeah, you know, like all of a sudden, even if it's just body weight squats, you know, all of a sudden, just a massive increase in like, uh, you know, like tissue, like uh, like exercise in the same tissue. You know, it's not like uh, he did, you know, a whole full body workout. It was literally just legs right oh listen listen so is so this is the thing so it's not just it was 300 that he did total around right but here's he was found it says um uh a relative of the victim announced his death on facebook he said that uh this guy and others found violating the curfew were told to do 100 squat like exercises in sync together and if they failed to do them at the same time they would have to repeat the set so wait what, been, these uh these <laughs> these are what's it called these officers sound like they used to be high school coaches for for sports <laughs> this, I, this, I, this sounds like our, our our wrestling our wrestling drills back in high school <laughs> yeah i could they could have potentially killed me <laughs> i and, remember and, being, I, I remember this same type of punishment being forced upon me at least once a week at least once a week, and if you drank water, you were a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and funny thing is, I feel like all research and like articles I read now, it's like, oh, make sure you stay well hydrated during your exercise to avoid injuries. Yeah, no, we were we were well dehydrated <laughs> during most of our wrestling season. But yeah, but wait, oh, so he he potentially did more than three hundred then, right? If he had to I think I think together they were th- so they were initially supposed to be doing 100 and uh, apparently I guess they didn't do it well enough because they end up doing 300 of the exercises so I guess they weren't doing them in sync the first two sets so uh, that sucks like I feel like I could do uh, you know a good portion of them by myself but if i have to like rely on other people to also you know get their shit together and do it all in sync then i don't know i don't know if i could keep doing multiple sets of it 
Yeah, no. But anyway, but th- this guy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go this, ahead. In in the Philippines also, like, there's uh, isn't didn't their president also make some type of uh, I don't know if it was a mandate, but it was sort of like announcement that uh, anybody that sees any like drug dealer or you know drug user, they deserve to be shot, and he he was trying to like get the general public to eliminate uh, drug dealers and drug traffickers. Uh, I'm not really surprised, you know, with this punishment given who the president yeah. is. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely they've taken it a little too far, but I feel like California needs a little something like this. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. I don't think... I feel like every day I'm hearing about all the looting that's going on in California after they decriminalized um, looting. Basically, <laughs> they basically they basically did cre- decriminalize looting. <laughs> yeah, yeah, basically. Yeah, like I keep hearing that they literally set up like like um they set up like organizations and rinks to to like loot basically. Oh God! Like. You know, what do you think would happen if you made something legal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. This you know, what, is... Like, what do you think happens in, in Amsterdam, red light district, when, when prostitution is legal? <laughs> yeah, at least, at least, but at least over there, they're, uh, they're well behaved, you know, they're, they're controlled. You pay the no, money. No, no, I know. Yeah, but... the, the good thing is, the good thing is in Amsterdam, you, you can't really uh, loot prostitutes. <laughs> There. Right, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, it's, it's more, you know, I'm just saying, if you make prostitution legal, there's gonna be fucking. Yes, yes, that, that's true. Yeah. So if you, if you get rid of the cops, then there's gonna be looting, looting. Yeah. If you make looting, you know, decriminalized, there's gonna be looting. Yeah, and uh, yeah, no, nobody gives a shit. Uh, like even, the, I think the workers themselves, there, they're not gonna probably take a bullet for Target, you know. Well, I, I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope not. I mean, I wouldn't. I wouldn't take a bullet for uh, for any place that I work for. <laughs> you you wouldn't take a bullet for a patient. Somebody comes in there. Well, I tell you what. If anyone comes in and it's like a active shooter, whatever room I decide to hide in, that patient's lucky because. I'm going to save their life because if my ass is in there, then they're also going to live. <laughs> what do you got? Are you going to fight them off? No, I'm not going to fight. I'm not going to fight a gun. <laughs> have you seen, no. have you seen the Detroit urban survival videos? Which one? Detroit urban survival. No. Yeah. You should, you should definitely check them out. They, uh, they make it seem like it's so easy to escape any sort of gun confrontation. You could be in a car driving and somebody will pull a gun on you from behind and put it on your head and you, you apparently can still get out of that too. So it's a... What is it called? Detroit? Detroit Urban Survival. Is it a spoof? Or like, do they actually... Think no, no this is a, they have like an army of people. That, oh my God. That they train. They're like, imagine like your, your neighborhood watch kind of thing. But this is for, you know, uh, 
giving these, um, I guess, uh, self-defense techniques, which I, I would not, I just, let me just say that, I would not use any of them in, in real life. Uh, mm -hmm. I think I think they are great when you're doing, uh, you know, cops and robbers with like six or seven-year-olds. You can probably get away with it. But um, I think anyone else, you'd be shot pretty quickly. Um, well, they, they actually... Um... They actually pretty. They gave us pretty sound advice, um, you know, in the hospital, on what to do. Basically, like get into a room and barricade the door. But, you know, I feel like in a normal, like in the house, that might not work so easily. Like if you were at home, but in the hospital, I feel like that's pretty effective because, first of all, these doors are fireproof, right? They could literally, they're not bulletproof, but they, uh, what they recommend is to, you know, the, the hospital bed itself to yeah. close the door, close the door and bring the bed to the door and basically use that to barricade the door. That way the door can't be opened. You get what I'm saying? Well, that actually would work. Those, those uh, beds are heavy as fuck. Yeah. You know, when you put the brakes on one of those beds, not you can't move that for nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that that would work. Yeah, and obviously, you know, don't stand behind the door. All right. Right. So that's what I'm saying. You know, aside from that, you know, it's you know we're in New York City, so you basically just have to wait and live for like what five, ten minutes, and then the cops will be in. Uh, ideally, yeah. Yeah. So. I don't know how effective this would work in like at home because I feel like the doors at home are not nearly as strong and I can't think of anything like a hospital bed that would like, you know, not budge at all. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't know how often people break and enter in New York city anymore, but I just, I just never imagined that scenario happening for some reason. Like I, my parents are always like af afraid uh oh if you'll if you leave the house always lock the doors sometimes i forget i'm like what are the chances somebody's gonna come here and like open the door you know mm, well am I, am I am i just being too <laughs> lackadaisical here yeah i think i'd rather prepare for the worst and hope for the best i i sent you the detroit urban survival video definitely a must watch detroit urban survival that's what the that's what the group is called. Jesus. Oh God! It's from the Detroit Threat Management Center. All right, I gotta go. All right. All right. So I'll talk to you till next time. All right, man. Peace out. All right. See ya.